0: And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having a terrific day, as always. We actually had some cold weather down here in Florida today; it was pretty, uh, pretty chilly when I got up, which is nice for a change. Then again. I want to thank everybody for the emails and support and the updates that we're continually getting. And to give everybody a reminder, the vitamin C antioxidants with capsules is back in stock. I know we've been out of those for a while, but we do have them back on the website. So be sure to check them out along with the B-Complex and the Superfood Complete on sale right now as product of the week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win on tomorrow on product of the week as well. You vote. Whatever you guys vote for is what ends up winning. Now, I want to bring up this topic because I've brought it up repeatedly over the last couple of weeks, ever since they brought out this entire mandate on November 30th about the cross-Canadian truckers. I've talked about this last week in detail on Doug's show, and now I'm bringing it up because this is why I've been encouraging everybody to make sure – You have whatever preparations you need on hand. The cross-border vaccine mandate for truckers going into Canada is now in full effect. They did that over the weekend. The U.S. vaccine mandate is taking effect on January 22nd, meaning any truckers that come from the United States into Canada or from Canada and the United States will be required to be fully injected with RNA gene therapy shots, and they will have to show proof in order to cross the border. This impact is going to have a significant problem on the supply chain. I don't care what anybody says. You can start looking at the numbers on a lot of the truckers that have already talked about. They will not do this. So what they're now talking about trying to do (laughs) to reduce the amount of supply chain disruption is they're talking about having switch rigs at the border. Now, the problem with this is there's no sustainable system that you can maintain with this level of tra- trips and trailers back and forth. What they're talking about doing is going in and having truckers that are doing you know, internal United States trucking, dropping them off right before the border and switching loads with other drivers that are vaxxed. Now, obviously, you can understand the logistics when you're dealing with – I think they said about 30,000 loads per day go back and forth between the United States and Canada. That's per day. Logistically, that's going to be physically impossible because on the interstates and going into Canada, there's not enough areas like that to switch loads all day, every day with tens of thousands of trucks. It's unworkable. It's not possible. You can't scale this and make it actually effective. What's interesting about it too, I saw another response. Somebody posted on Twitter. They said, I have multiple friends who drive for a trucking company who go into Canada on a regular basis. They had 10 drivers. In their group that go into Canada every single week. He told me that seven of them are refusing to get the shot, and only three of them will actually be allowed to go into Canada now. And numerous other reports from actual truckers showing videos of them going up saying, dude, this is my last trip. I'm done. This is logistically impossible to sustain. I'm no longer going to run these. I'm going to do something closer to home now and stop doing these trips over here. And so this is going to be an interesting issue. If there were no supply chain problems, if we did not have any issues as far as with workers and employees and drivers, and everything was up to full tilt, full speed, running perfect like it was three, four years ago, this probably wouldn't be as horrific on the logistics and the supply chain issues. But considering what we're having right now with already with China shutting stuff down, the borders getting completely locked down now over vaccines with Canada, and now more and more people and companies I hear about, getting terminated for refusing to get an RNA injection, it's very, very evident that this is going to be done in order to ruin the economy as much as they can. And what's interesting about this is you know, I was talking to a a buddy the other day, and then somebody else sent me another link, and I was reading about it, and it was a uh, nurse that was talking about how pretty much at no point in time in history when we've talked about injections – Whether it be diphtheria, pertussis, tetanus, smallpox, anything like that, any topic of any vaccine that's ever been out in U.S. history has always been, okay, if you want to get this, it's highly recommended. You should probably get it. We really encourage you to get it. And that's pretty much where it stops. At no point in time with any of those prior injections have we ever seen people completely and totally ostracized if they don't get an injection, told that if they don't get the injection, they can't function in society, told if they don't get the experimental shot, they're not going to be able to continue their job to go across simply the border to drop off a load. That's why you know this entire thing is a complete and total sham. Truckers don't have very much direct engagements with individuals on a regular basis. They're driving trucks all day long. I've had numerous friends and people that I know that drive, even over the road. That's all you do is drive all the time. You drop off a load, you pick another load up. Your interaction with people face-to-face is minimal at best. So if that's the case, and we know the job description of this has very little interaction – Why would you risk a already horrific supply chain issue problem that's happening right now? Why would you go on further to risk it if you know it was going to cause more problems? Well, there's only one answer to that, and it's very evident now. They're trying to slow down the velocity of everything to bring the United States economy to a full-blown standstill. That is the only option, the only reason, and the only possible scenario that you would do something this asinine right now in the middle of all these problems that are going on when we've seen now. This shot has absolutely zero positive effect on preventing transmission. And we know now that even the research they've done shows that it does zero anything to stop the alleged Omicron variant. Alleged, I say alleged. And now we have Pfizer, who's now said that they will have the shot ready at the beginning of March 2022. In a little over a month, they will have the Omicron shot ready to go. And undoubtedly, everybody needs to get their fourth injection. Ironically enough, Professor Andrew Pollard, head of the UK Committee on Vaccination and Immunization, who actually helped create the Oxford AstraZeneca injection, said on January 3rd in an interview, he said, we cannot vaccinate the planet every four to six months. It's not sustainable or affordable or safe. This is something we cannot continue to do. And so for some odd reason, there are so many people now that are still absolutely have their head in in the sand so far and refuse to actually answer the simple question. And I've asked this question on numerous people they are even pro-COVID shots. How long do you keep this going for if it doesn't work? That's the million-dollar question. If you are still about it and you still want to do all this stuff and have all these injections and all these restrictions, how long do you keep this going? I mean, do we just stay in a perpetual state of lockdown and constant vaccine-induced stupor for the rest of your life? Because... You were told that there's a virus out there, and that's a sincere question. Where is the the final line with this to where we go, you know what, this was a failure. It's not working anymore. What we've been doing isn't working. We're just scrapping the whole thing, and we're going to go back to the way it was, and we're just going to encourage everybody to do the best they can to maintain proper hygiene. That's really a legitimate question. Because with any logistics, with any plan, with any goal, with any outcome that you're desiring to achieve, you have to have a realistic expectation of what you're trying to accomplish. If you keep doing the same exact thing on a business scale, and every time you do it, it's a failure. Every time you do it, it's a failure. Every time you do it, it's a failure, and it's continuing to drain the entire operating account of cash flow in your business so you're almost broke. At some point, you have to stop and you have to go, okay – This isn't worked for the last two years. This isn't sustainable. Obviously what I'm doing isn't doing the right thing. So I have to take a step back, scrap everything, and start back over before this thing turns a complete and total chaotic mess pretty much like it is right now. That's logistical thinking. That's logical thinking, and that is what I've been trying to encourage people to say and ask the question – how long do we keep going on with this and how long do we keep going on with failure shots that don't work that are causing people to drop dead with restrictions and lockdowns and masks that none of them work? Because obviously, if this stuff worked, if any of this stuff was actually successful, you wouldn't have the alleged numbers. The thing about it is it isn't the numbers. It's a pandemic of detesting now, as we've clearly seen. We're paying hospitals to give a test out and do tests. We're then paying hospitals to admit COVID-positive patients, and then we're paying hospitals to make sure those patients die on remdesivir. It's just what's happening right now. I've heard it from numerous doctors all across the country. It's literally a triple payout. They pay to test them positive. They pay to introduce them into the hospitals, a positive case, and they pay to kill them. And this is why, have you noticed, you've heard all these problems with hospitals losing workers and hospitals not being able to basically treat all their patients and being understaffed. You know one thing you haven't heard about from one single hospital anywhere in the entire country at all? Hospitals are under budget and they can't afford anything. You haven't heard that one time, have you? I heard it for years before. Oh, hospitals trying to meet budget on this. Hospitals trying to cover their overhead on this. You don't hear about that at all anymore. Hospitals are literally booming in cash right now they have so much cash they don't know what to do with it from all the fed money that's been coming into the hospitals this right here shows you that obviously it is not a pandemic it is a controlled test to see how far they can push a line of tyrannical restriction on a populace without any significant restriction or resistance as sad as we've seen now so again Wake up and see what's going on, and if you know this is happening, it's our requirement to get the truth out there and stand up for what you believe, and it's also your responsibility to be prepared for your friends and family and community because, obviously, it's pretty clear what's going to start happening now with this Canadian thing, and it's going to be a trickle-down effect. You're not going to see tomorrow, the next day. You're going to start seeing in a couple weeks, in the next couple months what's going to occur with all of these massive supply chain issues that are continuing to get worse, Dad.
1: What do you think? Well, the Canadian thing's going to be a real mess. I mean, we're hearing a lot of disinformation coming from Canada, a lot of it coming from the United States. Uh, again, we were the only show that pointed out the velocity of money had to be restricted and brought down to prevent hyperinflation. And we said that almost two years ago. And and we also said that the only group of people – this is long before Klaus Schwab came out publicly and did what he did. We said years ago when this first started, the only group of people that have the power to shut down the economic world engine, which is a term that we coined on this show, is the international banking community. That's that's. So everything we told you that was going to happen two years ago was now happening including the fact here in Florida, the counties that have the least amount of vaccination have the least amount of COVID and Omicron. A statistical analysis just came out picking all the counties that have the highest shots, have the highest infection rates. I mean, the whole thing's a complete and total backwards mess. And, you know, and we have to understand that this is the group of people that have always run the planet and they're doing whatever they darn want to do. And it's it's amazing to me that the population of the planet is still is so dumbed down. They can't see it. Okay, won't ask the question. You know, years and years and years ago, 40 years ago, when I first started the company, I tested some direct mail marketing. Oh man, this is so long ago. Before we had the internet, before we had the you know the ability to really reach a lot of people through you know through all media. And I tested you know direct mail marketing to go into different households, and you get a percentage of response, you get a percentage of this, and everything was by the numbers. You knew exactly what you had to do from a response standpoint in order to ge- at least generate enough revenue in order to pay the cost of the direct mail marketing. And you learned very quickly that if the letter didn't pull or didn't do what it needed to do, you wouldn't do it again because the numbers didn't work. Well, that's exactly what's happening here with these injections. The numbers don't work, but yet they're still forcing them on us because we have a bunch of government bureaucrats that are being run by the Kabbalists internationally that are forcing it upon us regardless of what the numbers say because they want to force in their new world order with their one world religion and one world government. That's what this is. They're shutting down the economic world engine of the planet and of the United States of America. The problem they have is the resiliency – of a republic and how powerful it is in the United States and how it doesn't want to be shut down and how people constantly adapt and get around the edges and go around the corners and don't listen. And so now they're having to do more and more and more. And now they're about to flip on those 5G networks. Now they're telling, telling us the the, the, the the airlines are warning the government that 5G basically interferes with altimeter readings and air, aircraft while they're landing. Let me explain to you what that means. The altimeter tells you how high you're flying. So here's the problem you have. If you've got a really good skilled pilot and the pilot can see the runway, okay, they're given runway instructions, runway directions, but they know they can see the runway and they know basically where to land. However, some pilots are so used to flying IFR, which is, you know, basically instrument flight rules, that they don't really look outside a lot. They really don't. They just fly by the instruments all of the time because – They're being told what to do by the air traffic control. They're also given specific directions and flights on what are called plates in the different airports, and they're told exactly what altitude to fly and what direction to go and what heading to take in order to find the runway in fog. I'm saying all this for this. If a person is flying IFR and they're in heavy fog and they're basically in a situation where they can't see the airport, they have to make what's called a decision altitude around four to seven hundred feet upon the approach of the runway to make sure they can see the runway before they land. If they can't see the runway, they have to do what's called a go around or go to an alternative, run, you know, airport. That's what they do. Here's the problem with all of this. Let's say you're flying in the fog and you can't see the runway. And let's say your altimeter is reading that you're at 2,000 feet. And let's say your decision altitude is 500 feet. So let's say you're flying through the fog, and your altimeter's reading 2,000 feet, but because of 5G, it ain't 2,000 feet; it's 500 feet. But you don't know that because you're in the clouds. So now you're coming in for a landing. Your decision altitude's 500 feet. You think you're at 2,000 feet. You descend to, you know, <laughs> 1,500 feet. But you're not at 1,500 feet. You're at ground level. You continue to descend and you impact and you come up short on the runway and you crash the airplane because you think you're at a certain level that you're not. The FAA is warning the federal government not to implement 5G broadcasts and transmitters around national and international airports and around traffic-controlled airports because of this reason. They're saying, look, it interferes with altimeter readings. We can't turn it on around an airport. Now, whether they're going to adjust this, or affect this, or they're going to be given proper altimeter readings, I guess the I guess the air traffic control could say to the airplane, your altimeter should read this right now. Okay. Well, if it doesn't read that, it's going to be very difficult to adjust it because normally you adjust those altimeters to be of pressure altitude, and so now you're going to have a situation where the pilot is trying to do all these things at once, trying to land the plane, which is the most dangerous thing when you land an airplane. But now, the pilot's not going to know what altitude he is if he's in the clouds, or He's so trained on IFR, he's not looking outside. Do you remember that one movie? I forgot it was. It was one of the Die Hard movies with uh, Bruce Willis. And they basically adjusted the guy's altimeter, you know, on the flight path coming in, and they told him it was like he was like 500 feet higher than he was, and he came in down and he just impacted the runway and the whole plane, you know, exploded. That's what they're scared is going to happen with 5G. When they turn it on, not to mention what's going to happen since our body's DNA acts like a fractal antenna and it starts absorbing these radiation signals and starts changing our own DNA. A lot of women now who are around these airports and around these areas and around these cities that are loaded with 5G towers, they're starting to have nosebleeds, just random nosebleeds because of what the 5G is doing to them. What happens when they turn them all on and they integrate the grid? I don't know. But the 5G is something that Donald Trump spent billions and billions of dollars to. Remember, this 5G whole thing is another Donald Trump disaster. Everything they told him to do from a globalist, cabalist standpoint, he did, including now slamming Ron DeSantis for not wanting to do all the shots and not giving a shot update and, and not forcing shots on people here in Florida. Donald Trump is an unbelievable, unmitigated un- disaster. And and what we have here in the United States is that people want to follow him blindly because a lot of people, are what they call, are called providentialists. In other words, they believe that no matter what happens, it's God's will in your life. And, And what it does, it's an easy way to live because no matter what happens, no matter what decisions you make, no matter how bad something gets, you get to blame it on God and it's not your fault. It takes leadership away from alpha males. It takes leadership away from alpha females. In other words, if you go out and you get yourself into a situation where you get into a car accident, it's your fault, or you fall off a cliff, it's your fault, or you fall off a bridge and it's your fault, or you step out in front of a semi-truck and it's your fault, you can come back and say, it wasn't my fault. It was God's will. Look what happened. Do you remember there was a movie years ago, and it was a, it was a basically a horse movie, and it was a race across you know across Africa. And I'll never forget this thing across the Middle East, actually. And it was interesting because a guy falls into this mud pit and he's dying. And the guy comes up, American cowboy comes up and throws him a rope. He says, what are you doing? It's it's Allah's will that I die in this mud pit. And he goes, well, maybe not today because I've got a rope for you. I'm I'm basically dragging you out. He drags him out. (laughs) That's the concept that people don't get. We've got to be responsible for our own actions. And if we see something's not working or we're making a mistake, we've got to fix it. You know, but on the other hand is this. Does God know that we're going to make that choice, the good choice or the bad choice? The answer is yes, because he's omnipresent. But it doesn't mean it's his will for you to do that. It doesn't mean it's his will. It means he's given you freedom of will, but you've got to make the choices that are going to determine the course of your life. And if you don't make the correct choices, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. And that's what Austin's talking about. We're dealing with consequences of this variant Now, this Omicron, which is a complete bogus thing, is probably all shot-related syndromes that are happening here with all these people that have been injected, and and we don't see it. Uh, You know, my pastor friend, he had his have his his lung drained yesterday. It was so excruciatingly painful for him, he couldn't get it done completely. Now, they're going to go back in and do it again today. The guy's 90 years old. He didn't have the reserve energy to handle all this. But, you know, I pleaded with him not to continue to get injections. He chose to get the injections. And when I asked him yesterday, I said, you know, basically, why are you doing this? Why did you do this? I guess, well, I guess I didn't have enough resolve. I give him a credit for that. I, 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 I buy her that. He actually admitted it. But, you know, I, I'm, just gonna, I'm continuing to pray for him that he can get through this. But how many times have you done that for a loved one? How many times have you stood in the gap for somebody and prayed for them while they continue to make stupid decisions? you got to do things by the numbers sometimes, guys. If you try it over and over and over again and you expect different results and you're doing the exact same thing, you need to kind of reevaluate why you're thinking that way. I'm going to read this. Austin quoted this nurse partially, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read you the entire statement she made. This is from a nurse. In fact, Jamie, our neighbor, sent this to us. She Here's a quote. I have never seen a vaccine that forced me to wear a mask and maintain my social distance even when you are fully vaccinated. I have never heard of a vaccine that spreads the virus even after vaccination. I have never heard of rewards, discounts, and incentives to get vaccinated. I never saw discrimination for those who didn't. If you haven't been vaccinated, no one has tried to make you feel like a bad person. I've never seen a vaccine that threatens the relationship between family, colleagues, and friends. I've never seen a vaccine used to threaten livelihoods a work or at school. I've never seen a vaccine that would allow a 12-year-old to override parental consent. After all the vaccines I have listed above, I've never seen a vaccine like this one, which discriminates, divides, and judges society as it is. And as the social fabric tightens, it's a powerful vaccine. She, this group of nurses on to say says she does all these things except immunization. If we still it it does all these things, except it does not it does not immunize you. If we still need a booster dose after we are fully vaccinated and we still need to get a negative test after we are fully vaccinated and we still need to wear a mask after we have been fully vaccinated and we still have to be hospitalized after we've been fully vaccinated. It will likely come to it's time for us to admit that we have been completely deceived. And then that's the truth. Haven't we been completely deceived again? By the Kabbalist Luciferian handlers of the planet that work under what Edward Bernays and Sigmund Freud taught them as far as how to manipulate groupthink and planetary thinking. That's where we are. In fact, the Israeli trial now has says that the fourth booster shot has not worked and it's not good enough against Omicron and we need additional boosters. Well, they've already given them four in Israel. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's, you can't even make this stuff up. They, they've already given them four in Israel. It's not working, so now they've got a fifth one, sixth one, seventh one. It's not going to end. And I'll, I'll give Lara Logan credit. She made a statement on Fox the other day, a few weeks ago, and she's been slammed by it. I'm to read it to you. She's dropped by the talent agency, UTA, after likening Dr. Fauci to the Nazi angel of death, Dr. Mengele. He admits she doesn't know if she's still employed by Fox Nation. Uh, Laura Lara Logan, in November, likened Anthony Fauci to Joseph Mengele, the Nazi angel of death. Now, she's been dropped by these prestigious people who basically have been pushing her and allowing her to be seen on these national TV shows. And, and here's the thing that really kind of amazes me here. I'm going to read you this. <laughs> you, want to, you guys are going to have a hard time even believing this one. This, is, this just blows my mind. There's no ju- – this is her quote. There are no justification for putting people out of their jobs or forcing mandates for a disease that is ultimately very treatable, is cheap to treat. Medicines are available all over the world, and it has death rates that are compared very much to the seasonal flu, said Logan. In that moment, what you see on Dr. Fauci, what people say to me, is that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele, the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. Logan added, I'm talking about people all across the world who are saying this. Now, so she's quoting other people and she's making a statement now listen to this this is going to blow your mind the comments prompted immediate backlash from the anti-defamation league and the american jewish committee both demanding apologies for the firebrand journalist wait a minute she condemns dr mangala on what he did in the concentration camps and the jews are requiring her now to give an apology And the ADL is requiring her to give an apology because she's likening this vaccination protocol to the atrocities done in the concentration camps, which I think she's pretty accurate on that. Look at the literally millions of people that have been affected by this, by this forced experimentation, which goes against all the Nuremberg principles about forcing people to take vaccines to losing their jobs, forcing people to take vaccines in order to basically function in society or being ostracized. Didn't they do forced everything on these people in these concentration camps without giving them a choice? Wasn't that what the Nuremberg Code was all about so they couldn't do that anymore? And so she's pointing this out. But they now the ADL wants an apology from her because it's offended the Jews because it was so horrific what they did to the Jews compared to what they're doing with the vaccines. Oh, is it? Is it really horrific? We have over 300 professional soccer players now that have collapsed on the fields from myocarditis all over the world. Tens of thousands of people have died, if not millions at this point, if the real numbers were to be told. And hundreds of millions of people have had severe side effects. I'm not saying that what happened to those concentration camps is anything good. And I'm not saying that anything that happened to the Jews and to the Gentiles and to the Christians and to the other people in the concentration camps who didn't follow Hitler's teaching. I'm not saying that any of that was right because it wasn't. It was wrong. And I'm not saying that the slave labor camps should have forced people to work until they died and basically from exhaustion. I'm not saying any of that's right. I'm saying it was all awful what happened in Germany during World War II. But we got to remember it was the concentration camps. They were set up by the globalists for Germany because they wanted to control Germany and the economic output of Germany and the – how should I say – the engineering that was being done in Germany, including the advanced weapon systems, including taking coal and turning it into fuel oil, into diesel that was all developed in Germany. They wanted to maintain all of that technology, which is why standard oil's processing centers and plants in Germany were not bombed during World War II. So we can't pretend like all of the other things didn't happen either. Concentration camps are awful. This vaccine, this supposed vaccine, that's not a vaccine, it's a clot shot, kill shot's what it is that's being forced on the American population is exactly like what they did in the concentration camps. No testing. We're the guinea pigs. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see how many children die of myocarditis, how many children die of pericarditis, how many adults die of strokes, and we're going to watch it all happen and keep track of the data on it and tabulate it so we can know the most effective way to kill the population of the planet. This is exactly like concentration camps, but it's much, much worse it's being done on the entire population of the planet. So, Larry Logan, congratulations. You're one of us now. You pointed out a fact. <laughs> now you've been slammed. Well done. Good luck with all of this stuff. I'll continue to add you. I'll add you to our prayer list, and I'll pray for you today. I don't even know what your religious affiliation is, but I do know one thing. You're telling the truth, in case you listen to this show. Guys, this is the thing. If you're an alpha male, be an alpha male. Timid men, timid women who allow people to do things to them and allow themselves to be forced into compliance, it's not of God. It's not. We're supposed to stand our ground like it says in Ephesians. We have to stand with Jesus for he is the author, he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. And we've got to make sure that we hold on right now. We are literally looking at the world slipping away into a cabalist hellhole right now. And we're hanging on with our fingertips to the United States as basically the city on a hill that can bring us back from this. We've got to hang on. We've got to stand our ground. And we can't allow them to get our grip off of this ledge and force us into the abyss. We can't allow that. We've got to stand with everything we possibly know to do right now. People all over the world now are being fired from their jobs. People all over the world now are being persecuted. People all over the world now, if they speak out against this, are having their – Bank accounts frozen or having their merchant accounts taken away from them. It's happening everywhere because they want to force us into compliance. Because the only people that have the ability to do this are the international banking cartels controlled by the Luciferian sect of the priests and the priestesses of the Kabbalist group, of the international bankers and those people who worship Baal, Moloch, and Asherah and Lucifer. This is the group that we've seen for thousands and thousands of years run the planet, and they're doing it again because they want to bring back their old world order, like I talked about yesterday, back under the Roman type of law, where they could have open gladiatorial combat and basically persecution of Christians, which they're doing already, and persecution of white people because they really dislike whites. For some reason, these guys have like decided that the whites have got to go. Why? Because we held together Western civilization for 500 years. We're the ones who brought so much of the innovation and so much of the information to the world. We've done that through this, you know, United States of America and through other scientists working all over the world. They don't want us doing that anymore. They want us stupid and dumbed down like George Carlin says so we can just run the machines and just shut up and do what they tell us to do and not kick against the goad. The goad being the spikes that were on the front of the wagon with the oxen in the Old Testament – Whereas if one oxen was pulling harder than the other oxen, the other oxen, who wasn't pulling as hard, his feet would go back and catch the goat. It would stick him in the back of the ankles, and he would push harder. They don't want us doing that. They don't want us kicking against the goat. They want us to comply and shut up and die. That's all they care about. It's all they want to do is take over the resources of this planet and get rid of the, 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 the God's population of those who created in his image just like it was in Genesis chapter 6. That's why Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, say, show Saul, it be upon my return. Guys, keep your hearts and your minds focused on Christ Jesus, for he is the author, the finisher, and the perfecter. Remember, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice, and we will be glad in it every day of our life. Always remember that, Austin, what do you think, bud? so yeah you're absolutely right
0: and it's almost like we're starting to see now with the the vares reporting system that the cdc has and the similar reporting system in the uk with the yellow card and the same euro database that they have over in europe it's almost like they're allowing the stuff to stay public and it's blatantly open right outside on the open you can pull it up at any point in time on any of those websites and go through detailed detailed description on incidents that have occurred With people dying, with people with myocarditis, with strokes, so forth, exactly what Ted was just saying, you can get direct access to it. They're not trying to hide it. And what's interesting about it is it appears that they're doing this because they want everybody to have the knowledge of what it's doing. Like we said before, there's always this this weird Kabbalist background to it where they want to let you know what they're doing to you, and you have to consent to it because remember told her about this because I, I got one of the papers when I was over at Walgreens that one time. I asked for one with one the big forms. When you get this shot, you have to fill out the form and sign it. And you basically have to answer these questions. You have to agree to all these terms and conditions. And blatantly, if you look at all the fine print, you're blatantly saying you're not going to hold Walgreens responsible, that you understand that there are risks and there's benefits from this shot, and that essentially you're doing this on your own accord and nobody else is responsible for anything else that happens to you whatsoever under any circumstances. In a nutshell, that's what it says in legal jargon. You're, you're signing off on it. You are letting them know when you get the shot that you're consenting to this injection. That's why I told you before, I don't think they're ever going to actually be taking people in the United States and strapping them down on their front porch or in their house and forcibly injecting them and then leaving. I don't think they're going to do that. I think once you get this shot, you enter into a contractual obligation with them, and at this point, they can do other things to you in the future after you sign these papers. I do believe that because it's like I learned a long time ago. If you never – file taxes in your entire life. And I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm telling you from the documents and from the legal status and jargon. If you never file taxes with IRS, you're 18, 19, 20 years old, 21, 25 years old, and you're working and you never file taxes, and you don't pull money out of your taxes, and you basically just continue to work on your own, you never file ever, you don't get married, you don't file jointly, you never sign a single IRS paper, technically, from a legal standpoint, even if they try to arrest you for basically tax evasion or take you to court – There's very little to stand on because you never entered into a written contractual obligation with the Internal Revenue Service. Now, the first time you ever file taxes, ever, usually when you're 18 years old, that point in time, you now have entered into a lifelong contractual obligation by signing that first form that you're required to file taxes now. A lot of people don't realize that. Now, again, like I said, they can still harass you. They can intimidate you. They can arrest you. and do anything they want, but when it comes down to a contractual obligation – not there if you've never signed it, and a lot of people don't realize that. Once you start putting your signature on stuff, especially when it comes to consenting about medical things like an experimental injection, you are telling them, hey, I'm consenting to allow you to do an experimental RNA gene therapy shot on me, and I essentially am not holding you responsible or liable for anything. Please do what you want with me. That's what they're getting everybody to do, and that's why they're pushing it so hard because, as I said before, if they can force people and coerce people into going forward with the shot and signing these forms and going along and doing it just so the people think. They will get back to the new normal even if they don't agree with it. At that point in time now, you have allowed somebody to coerce you into giving away your rights, your God-given rights about saying, no, I don't want this injected into my body. And that's where all of this is starting to go now. They want to reach a point where nobody has any type of free will. Nobody has any type of say. Nobody has the ability to travel freely unmolested on your way. I mean, look what's going on with you know airlines now as far as it's continually getting crazier and crazier and crazier with how they're treating their airlines and their, their customers. I told you guys the videos that keep popping up. People getting just completely verbally accosted by staff and by, you know, stewardess and male stewardess on the plane because they pull a mask down to take a sip of water. And it's getting worse because they're continually trying to train everybody. Remember, from a psychological perspective, if you continue to elicit a certain behavior and somebody has a negative sanction, That comes in right behind it. And they do this over and over and over and over and over again. They do it consistently. Eventually, at a certain point in time, you will not exhibit that behavior anymore because they have given you such negative sanctions to it. You simply just comply and shut up because you don't want to deal with what you know exactly is going to happen. It goes back to the same research with Pavlov. When you do this, and this is what they're doing, and this is why they've been doing it so long, you will reach a point in time now where a lot of people, even if they dropped everything tomorrow, a lot of people still would never take a mask off. They will still never take a mask off on a plane. They will still never say anything other than they'll stand on their little sign on the floor that says six feet, six feet, six feet, triple six is on the floor all the time. Wear a mask, pull your vaccine card out when you walk in the restaurant, and they will do it without even being asked to do it. They will voluntarily submit to it without even any authority pushing them to do it. You will have a small portion of society that continues to do that because they've been trained psychologically to do so now. That has been the giant experiment. Not just the shot, but the psychological operation we're currently watching. I saw another a report from VAERS the other day, and they're having one now. It was ID 1997540 on the VAERS report, and a uh, quote from an icon- oncologist, an ICU doctor. They had an individual that basically took the injection, the third booster, I think, uh, 9-9-2021. The patient died on 10-4-2021, and what's interesting, less than a month after post-vaccination, And uh, they said that D had an unprecedented tumor growth in his chest cavity that was not there under previous x-rays from a prior medical issue that he had. And his liver was three times normal size. Now, I don't know if this guy has been taking pharmaceutical drugs or any other issues. I haven't gone through the whole research on it. I looked through part of it. But what they were saying is that if he had any issues before, when they recently did x-rays before he got the shot, that they've never seen anything grow to this size this fast especially that they didn't even know about. And this is a thing that dad warned about, and I was afraid of this as well, is that a lot of the scientists have been saying, what's going to start happening with this RNA gene therapy, it's not going to happen to everybody, but it will happen, is it's going to cause unprecedented amount of cancer growth, especially if you already have active cancer in your body. Now, remember, every single day, your body gets exposed to things. People get cancer on a regular basis, actually. But if your immune system's strong and your vitamin C and your d 3 strong, you never even know you got it because you never actually have it. It just goes away and your body fights it right off. Now, what happens is now, if you've got somebody that's fighting a small amount of cancer off and they don't even know it, and now you start giving them injections that are going to be immunosuppressants, they're going to massively drop kick their immune system, which we've seen now with every single shot, it drops the immune system to the floor, I mean, nose dives it, now all of a sudden, you're going to have cancer cells that are going to go, wow, this is great, I, I don't have anybody fighting anymore, I can grow, not to mention what happens with graphene oxide and all the other ingredients, nobody still... Has been able to give a direct answer on what they've been putting in these Pfizer shots. There's been reports, oh, these are the ingredients that they said. Nobody's actually had documentation about what they've put in these shots and why some of these different batches had significantly higher death rates and higher adverse event rates than other batches that in some cases had like virtually zero, like one or two adverse events on one batch. Then the next batch has like, what, 40, 50% of the people died in it? You can look it up online, we talked about that expose report a couple months ago. Nobody's been able to explain that still. And this is one of the reasons why the what is it, fifty, sixty thousand page documents from Pfizer, the FDA's trying to do everything they can to fight them from getting released. You have the one judge now that's demanded they start getting released earlier now, and that they're all basically out by I think March or April. We'll see what happens with that. Everybody's gotta keep following up and keep pushing for that. There's a reason why they don't want this stuff going out there. They don't want people understanding what they're actually putting in their body. And as you're starting to see more and more people wake up, you've noticed there's more and more push and demand to ostracize anybody that actually asks questions about it. We're reaching a point now in this country where, as Americans, with the Bill of Rights that we have and the First Amendment that we have, we're literally being told you do not have a right to question what's in this shot because if you do, you're against science. Remember the billboard? I bring it up all the time. In Australia, it was, what, five, six years ago now? With one of the vaccine campaign groups, anti-vaccine campaign groups, and they simply put the billboard up and said, do you know what's in your vaccine question mark? Bingo. No. Prime Minister said, that's rubbish. You're not allowed to ask that question. You can't put billboards like that up in this country. Well, golly, are we following the exact same realm now? You see this now in any type of media, any media. If anybody asks anything about this shot, damn, done, immediately, shut down. Can't talk about it. You're not, you're, you're, you're anti science for simply asking a question. I want to know what's in it before you inject me with it. I mean, if somebody walks up to you and you go to the hospital doctor's office and they walk up to you and they say, we need to shoot you up with this. And you go, well, what does it do? Well, it's for your protection. Well, does it protect me from catching something? No. Does it protect me from spreading something? No. Does it protect me from dying from something? No. What's in it? Well, we can't actually tell you because we don't really know what's in it because when we pull the vaccine insert for it out the paper, um, it's blank because it's uh, emergency use authorization. We don't even know what's in it, huh? Right? So, yeah, we, we, we need to shoot you up with this. You're going to go, no, I don't want to be shot up with that. I don't even know what's in that. Why don't you go shoot it yourself and see what happens? I'm not an experimental guinea pig. That's exactly what they're doing right now to people, and people are lining up by the droves to keep getting the shot, and this is why it's so important. We keep asking the questions and keep putting the truth out there because the very reason why they're telling us you can't ask questions because it's anti-science is the very reason we need to be bringing it up because exactly what they're saying is anti-science. Everything about science is questions, 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 research. Why does this do that? Let's find out. What does this do when you do that? What does this do to you when you put it in you? Let's find out. That is literally the very basis of science is asking questions, and if you can't ask questions about something, it has nothing to do with science and has everything to do with tyrannical, dictatorial control. That is it, 100%. So next time you hear somebody say, oh, it's science. You don't believe in science because you don't, You want to ask a question? No, bro. You obviously don't believe in science because science is based on everything, including questions, all of the time. Always remember that, my friends. You have a right to ask questions, and you have a right to say no. Don't let anybody ever make you think otherwise in this great country we live in that you don't have a right to question anything you want at any point you, t- uh, any point you want for anything you want all the time. What do you think, then?
1: You know, Austin. If we can't question the narrative, then it's no longer science. It's basically just yay, yeah, you know, it's being forced upon us. It's tyranny. I mean, we've got to be able to question the narrative. I mean, we, you know, we've had the thing, you know, for years now. Back back 20 years ago, I wrote a book, and uh, you know, I've, I've, I've talked about it before, and, it, and it's outdated now. And we don't. It's no longer in print, but you can get a copies if you want to. I don't make any money from them, so I'm not trying to promote it or. Or tell you information that's 20 years old, but I can just tell you that it's called Maximum Solutions to ADD, autism and learning disabilities in children. And, and, you know, and what we have to realize is that, you know, we've got certain things that have happened to us in this country that have really, I mean, absolutely come in and destroyed the United States of America. And one of them is this constant, constant, constant influx of more and more and more and more vaccines for children. And now this is just being pushed. It's like we talked about yesterday. People are wearing masks on the airplane because they were forced to be groped or go through, you know, radar systems or X-ray machines in order to get on the airplane to start with for the past 20 years. So they're compliant. This is why so many people are doing the vaccinations right now, because they've been programmed for over almost 40 years now to inject their children with 76 vaccines. And the people that are saying yes to the vaccines A lot of them are in their 20s and 30s and 40s, and they've already received 76 vaccines, so it's no big deal to them. So those of us who are older or who raised our children without vaccinations, we're sitting here going, well, we're not going to do this because we haven't done any of those. That's one of the things they do, and they they go against you on when you try to do a religious waiver with the vaccines. They say, well, have you received your other vaccines? And if you say yes, well, why didn't you have a religious objection to those? And quite frankly, that's a very good point. It really is. Because if you have a religious exemption to a vaccine, it's to all vaccines that contain fetal tissue, that contain aluminum, or anything that harms the body of the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is our body. And we say, we're not going to do this. The Bible says, don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. It's not because he's going to come down and hit you with a lightning bolt. is that he's going to allow these things to happen around you and in you because you've made that choice, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, You've made a choice with your own freedom of, how should I say, choice, that you've made a bad decision, and now you've got to deal with it. And, you know, I, this morning I had a long talk with Sharon and we were before our prayer time, and I was talking to her about providentialism and the nonsense thereof of the providentialism. And I was also talking to her about how we always have a tendency as humans and as Christians to make excuses for other people. Let me give you an example. Let's say you have a brother-in-law who's a drug addict. Right, and you know that brother-in-law's a drug addict, or you've got a, a brother who's an alcoholic. I've got a brother who's an alcoholic. Uh, you know, he's up in Chicago. He's complete and total drunk. Been a drunk his whole life, and you know, and so, but you have a brother who's an alcoholic. I don't make excuses for my brother. He's just a drunk. Now, but people do this. They'll say, well, he's a really good person. He makes really bad choices, and he's going to be fine. He's going to do great the rest of his life. And you start getting into an argument with your spouse or to with your relative about your brother. Your brother's passed out drunk as a skunk, sleeping in because it's cold. And he had the, he did, he's not even involved in the conversations. Now, you and your spouse or you and your cousin or you or your brother or sister or you or your parents that are in this giant fight. Because they're trying to defend your drunk as a skunk brother who's passed out in Chicago while he's sleeping. <laughs> okay, don't do that. We do that all the time. We try to justify why people make stupid decisions, and we try to tell everybody how great they are, no matter what decisions they make. Austin called this out a few weeks ago, and it's a quote by Jim Rohn, and it's really a good quote. It really is. He talks about people who basically are always optimistic about stuff, regardless of what they're seeing. In other words, they go out to a large garden and it's completely full of weeds and it looks absolutely awful. It's hideous. It's got thorns and stickers and all kinds of stuff over it. And people say, Oh, that could be that that's a beautiful garden. Well, no, it's not. Now that could be a beautiful garden, but right now it's a garden full of weeds. You know, I know when we bought our property up in North Carolina we had several acres that were just thistles. It was just thistles. And it was horrible. And I got there on the tractor and a bush hog, and I'm bush hogging the thistles and they're slapping me in the face and they got thorns on them. And I'm like, I'm like this is ridiculous, this is awful. Well, that's what it is right now. there's sometimes you gotta call a garden of weeds or a garden of thistles a garden of thistles. And you gotta deal with it. You gotta dig up the thistles or you gotta cut down the thistles or you gotta do something to get rid of the thistles. But don't be telling everybody how great it looks and how beautiful it is if it's a garden of weeds. And that's what we have right now with this vaccination status. Everybody wants to believe that this is this beautiful garden, that everybody's going to have this immunity to COVID. If you all take the injections, they want to believe that this is a beautiful garden when, in fact, it's a garden of weeds. In fact, pretty much all vaccinations... Our garden of weeds because of the additives and the adjuvants they put into the vaccines they really are and they massively overload the immune system i posted an article just the other day it's on the health masters website i'll read you some of it is the 20 facts about vaccination that your doctor forgot to tell you number one the u.s health department national vaccine injury compensation program has shown that between 2500 and 3000 children are killed or injured each year by vaccines oh imagine that you weren't told about that number two The U.S. government has paid vaccine damage compensation to the parents of autistic children into the billions of dollars. Thought I'd mention that. The Japanese government has halted part of its vaccination program because of the children are dying. How about that? In the U.K., GPs, general practitioners, receive massive payments for giving vaccinations, and they do here in the United States, too. Number five. Vaccines are now given to eight-week-old babies, though there's absolutely no long-term scientific studies that show that it is safe, and they can't even produce antibodies, but they're still given to them at eight weeks, and they're given to them at birth with a hepatitis shot, which shows it doesn't work. Number six, you'll find a full list of the research work done to investigate the safety of otherwise mass vaccination programs on the palm of your left hand. There you go. Number seven, the diphtheria vaccine was first introduced in Germany after the vaccine. By the way, I don't really understand that quest, that statement. You will find a full list of the research work done to investigate the safety. Otherwise, the mass vaccination programs are the problem of your left hand. I just read that. I don't know why it says that. Good luck figuring that one out. You can look at the article and explain it to me. Number seven, the diphtheria vaccine was first introduced in Germany. After the vaccine was introduced, the number of cases of diphtheria steadily increased. Number eight, the number of deaths from whooping cough have fallen long before the vaccine was introduced. Number nine. The flu vaccine is inevitably designed to deal with last year's flu virus. Number 10, I've never met a doctor who has a regular flu jab or any other jabs for that matter. I think I just figured out what they're talking about now. In the palm of your left hand, they're assuming you're holding your iPhone and you do your own research. thought I'd mention that. Number 10, I've never met a doctor that has had regular flu jabs or any other jabs for that matter. And remember, studies have shown. That three flu shots in a row increase the risk of senile dementia in people over the age of 50 by up to 50 percent because of the massive amount of mercury contained in the flu shot. Number 11. In the past, a flu vaccine contained different strains of flu virus propagated in chicken embryos. Formaldehyde as a preservative. Polyethylene glycol, gelatin made from cow's bones, and a substance that contains mercury. Number 12. The polio vaccine did not kill off polio. On the contrary, the vaccine resulted in more sufferers in Tennessee and the U.S. and a number of polio victims before vaccination became compulsory. I remember I have a friend who died last summer from the COVID. He was perfectly healthy until he took the polio vaccine. And when he did, he got him he down with polio and suffered with it his entire life. So I didn't mention that. Dr. Jenner is widely acclaimed as the inventor of the vaccine, but is not so well known. He, when he first tried the smallpox vaccine on his ten-month-old son, the boy became mentally retarded and died at the age of 21. Jenner refused to have his second child vaccinated. However, the medical pressures saw the commercial possibilities and vaccination became popular, if not deadly. And this goes on and on. I'll let you guys read the rest of this, guys. It's so important to understand. That you gotta question the narrative on everything. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results. If you hit your hand every time you try to drive a nail with a hammer, and you constantly have done this and you've broken all of your fingers and you've been doing this for years and you still hit your hand with a hammer, you need to be you need to find another profession if you're a carpenter. You need to go do something else. Okay, or maybe you need to learn how to use a nail gun. Okay. <laughs> but 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 don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's so important that we realize that, guys. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to have a really, really good prayer time with you, for you guys this morning. And you guys are absolutely amazing to me. You really are. I love you guys. You guys are just absolutely wonderful. And remember, keep your hearts and faith in Jesus. I'll also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and I mean this is why we've continued to just help everybody out the best we can with providing the highest quality nutrients and nutritional advice and encouraging people. And I, and I get it; everybody, you know, is always trying to do the best they can in most cases. But that's why we try to give everybody the knowledge because in some cases you may not not really know what the best thing is to do in a certain situation because. The only thing you know what to do is what you've been lied to about. That's what the mainstream media has been so good at, is manipulating and twisting the narrative in order to control what people think. Even if it's the wrong thing for them to think, they get them to think it. That's why it is crucial. The truth has to be exposed. The truth has to be out there. This is why it's so important that alternative media continues to do the best they can with research and not put out a bunch of fake, distracting news. That's another big thing. I'm, Dad and I have gotten in huge kicks before with some of these other alt medias. and I, I'm not naming any names specifically at all, but there's some of them that come out, and they put out some really, really ridiculous stuff that a lot of it's not even verified or a lot of it's just totally erroneous. Like, oh, North Korea is working on a missile now that they can hit the United States with. Do you really – Are we really going to go back to this topic again? We're absolutely so terrified of our giant U.S. military operations. We can't handle basically North Korea doing something. As I've told everybody before, and so is Dad, they haven't put over $2 trillion in 5G network technology over the last four years because they're planning on doing a full-blown nuke attack on the United States and turning the entire country to ash heaps. They're not doing it. That whole reason they would put those in place is because they don't plan on having to use nuclear warfare ever again. They're going to use some type of underlying psychological warfare and frequency technology warfare. That's why 5G technology was built around the active denial systems. That's what it was. And now they put it on every single cell tower in the entire country, and nobody wants to bother to question it. They'll go, it's so I can stream movies faster while I'm driving. Really? Really? That's what you need to be doing. You need to be watching movies while you're driving on top of that. Secondly, do you think they really care about your internet speed? Really? That's their main goal is to make sure you got a little bit faster internet speed? Get out of here. The whole platform they're using is a weapon system. The fact that it messes with altimeters on planes is frightening to me. I didn't even know anything about that. so I saw an article late last night, and then Dad brought in more detail. That's disturbing. And the fact they even think it's okay to put these platforms everywhere, and they know it does this, shows you again it's not about public safety, it's not about public health, nothing, nothing the US government ever does under any circumstances is done to help you out. And a lot of people, a lot of people have a hard time grasping that concept. They have such a difficult time fathoming that the US government is not here to help you. They are there to control and dominate the situation. Now, the U.S. government used to be all about freedom. It was all about the American dream and the American way of life and having a community and basically allowing everybody to be a group knit of community country or states that were there together to support each other. They were all about that. That's why this country became so successful. However, it is not that anymore, and people have to understand what we're dealing with. Also, too, and another now, another issue, now they're saying out of China, they're now having dual variant outbreaks now. This is this is how far twisted they're trying to either manipulate the truth and the news or these shots are starting to cause so much mutations from people being so full of spike proteins. They're now saying that they're looking at multiple other restrictions and new injections to help out with the dual variant cases that are now starting to outbreak in China. Guys, come on. Is this just continuing to go like this because, you know, oh, there's. There was just, you know, oh, the shot. The shot's helping, but you know, the people are still not doing what they need to do. They aren't going to stop the restrictions, the lockdowns, the requirements, the mandates until people stop following them. They're going to get worse. There's going to be more and more mass restrictions, more vaccine requirements for a shot that doesn't work, and more and more lockdowns and control of every single facet of your life. If people continue to get down and say, yes, master, whatever you want me to do, give me more shots, give me more masks. I'll start running two N95s now if that's what I need to do because you told me to do it. Stand up for your true beliefs, my friends. Find out what your real convictions are and hold true to them no matter what. Thank you again for the continued support. Thank you for the emails that we constantly get on ST Brower and online and on the website. You guys send me emails all the time. Thank you for that. I'm trying to get updated back on them again. I missed a bunch of them over the weekend. So but again, thank you for getting the truth and the news and the facts out there the best you can. That's what we do as much as we possibly can as well here at Health Masters. Be sure if you need anything, check out the B Complex on Super Sale right now. And anything else you need on the website, Healthmasters.com purple sticks are in route so keep an eye out for them vitamin c antioxidants are back in stock or meat buckets back in stock so we're doing everything we can to stay stocked up on all the products on a regular basis so thank you again for the support have a blessed safe awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always